everyone and welcome to the art of music. I'm Alex and today I'm going to try to find out just what takes to work in DJing business. Firstly I would like to introduce three DJs I had the pleasure to talk to. My name is DJ Calverto aka the great Calverto. I've been DJing now for over 10 years. Hi I'm uh, James Smith and I've been DJing for 22 years. My DJ name is Chop Hi, my name's Darren. I've been a DJ for around four years. The name DJ stands for disc jockey. There are several types of disc jockeys. For example, radio DJs, clap DJs, hip-hop DJs, mobile DJs. The difference between them is the way of playing music and they roll while the music is being played. DJing is that of blending music together to make it sound like one continuous beat. DJing it used to be disc jockeying, but now it's more of an electronic art. The idea is getting some music played and entertaining a crowd. Several techniques are used by DJs to mix and blend recorded music. These techniques primarily include queuing, equalization and audio mixing of two or more sound sources. The complexity and frequency of special techniques depends largely on the setting in which DJs work in. Radio DJs are less likely to focus on music mixing procedures than clap DJs, who rely on smooth transitions between songs. Uh, yes, there's a few different techniques. One of them, the, the main one that I use is, is beat count and bar count. Beat counting is finding the, the initial beat in a song and counting until you find a significant change. It's usually in 4, 8, 16 beats. Once you find that significant change, then that then changes into a bar. So then you can count the bars, match that up with another song that's similar in beats and bars, so that the beats and the bars are playing at the same time. Smooth transitions, beat matching, and basically music mixing is possible thanks to special equipment, which may consist of sequencer, sound system, sound recordings, CD players, turntables, and mix up. I've I use CDs, I've used vinyl, and uh, I use something now called Serato, where you can use CDs and vinyl. There is a long way to become a DJ. There are special courses available, however most of the beginning DJs may be confused by what they should start with. Basically just start with getting your own equipment in your room, just practicing in your room to perfect your style, what kind of music you want to play, trying to beat mix, match the, the beats together so it just sounds continuously. There's different varied ranges of DJing, you can scratch, filter, chop, blend, quite a few different techniques. But the best way is to start in your room and just practice. What I found more useful was doing it under pressure. So actually doing parties and playing, 
playing with different songs to find out what, what I could mix or what I couldn't mix. Over the years, you get to work out what you like and what you don't like. You know, you fine-tune your ears and what would be popular, what what wouldn't. And sometimes you're wrong, sometimes you're wrong, but, you know, you've got a good idea of what, what people like. The next stage in career of beginning DJ is to find a job and test his abilities. The easiest way is to get into DJ society, meet new people and then be introduced to important people. Simply make yourself known. You can approach other agencies, cold calling. However, that's a bit more difficult because they've not heard your name and they're not interested. So if you do get a start with them, they usually put you in, in a rubbish little pub doing a karaoke somewhere until they can be bothered coming to listen to you. Learning may be hard. It involves a lot of work and time spent on getting experience and creating your own style. Lots of beginners find it too hard and give up. It's easy to become a DJ, it's hard to become a good DJ. It's like anything, you have to make sure you be aware of who you're entertaining. You've got to have an ear for it, basically. You've got to listen to two different sounds at the same time. It's not as easy as it looks, as some people may think. Some people say it's just oh, playing two records together, but it's, it's more of an art than that. <laughs> The taste for music varies not only between the people, but over the time as well. That is why satisfying people's expectations is not only one of the most important goals in DJ's job, but also one of the most difficult. Basically it's just what, what people want to hear. You can play a mix of stuff that, they, that people know, and then you can play stuff that's maybe newer, that, don't, that they don't know yet, but they will probably hear. That's what DJs do, they play new music and stuff like that. Too. The, the music across. If I'm put into a venue with older people, then I'll play older music. If I'm put into a venue with younger people, then I'll play younger music. However, things do kind of change on certain nights when I'm working. If I play newer music and it's a younger crowd, I can I can tell if they don't like it or not because they stop to move. They, they, they start their movements start getting sluggish, and picky you can tell they're bored. They're more interested in talking to their friends. So sometimes I, I would just throw in just a, a, an old 50s song or 60s song and it usually works because they notice the distinctive change. That brings another very important ability that every DJ should have. The ability of reading the crowd. There are some certain behaviours that express people's opinion about played music. It's not so much that, that I can tell if they like it, I can tell more if they don't like it and that, that's what I mainly look out for. I look out for people standing still. Um, the main tell is people stopping uh, dead in their tracks and staring at me. That's the major tell that they don't like the music that I'm playing. Mistakes happen to everybody, but the hardest thing is to realise you made a mistake and to fix it. Sometimes if I play a dreadful mix of a song, I'll change it immediately make a mistake that way. Sometimes I play it early. Sometimes the management come, come on and tell you to play something else early. But you know, I was fucking uh, dancing to it and then they're kind of... But usually, sometimes you find that some people come off the stage and you come off the dance floor and a lot of people come back on it and say, well, I do like that song. So you get a different crowd of people that come up and dance, so sometimes you get that. 
as reading the crowd is difficult. Reaction of some people, while they don't really like played song, is sometimes so obvious that cannot be misunderstood. They're usually quite rude. Pulling faces, arm signals, loaded comments. However, it is possible to avoid situations like that by simply staying on the safe ground of music. Most of people like to party to the most. Mostly charity kind of stuff, like dance, chart stuff. Just depends on different clubs that you can go to to listen to different music. Satisfaction. It's one of the things that drives people to become a DJ. The feeling after a good night seems to be worth of all the hard work, time spent on practicing, mistakes, and effort in trying to be recognised. What I think I enjoy most is, is mainly the reaction I get off a crowd. If I play something that's really good or they really enjoy it, I like hearing people cheer as I'm mixing a, a new song in and they can just hear it and I'm not finished mixing it yet. So I like that the, they can hear it, they can hear what I'm doing and they appreciate what I'm doing. Um, and at the end of the night, if, if they clap, I quite like that as well. That brings us to the end of the programme. The last words for those who think about starting carrying DJing. All you need is... A music knowledge, being able to read a crowd, everything else just comes afterwards. I'm Alex and that was The Art of Music. Special thanks to DJ Calverto, DJ Chap Cray and DJ Darren for sharing with their experience in DJing. I hope you enjoyed listening. Goodbye.